Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guy Means Happiness. I am extra happy and thrilled today to welcome two of my best friends, my ride or die chicks, um, Syeda Ibrahim Qasim and Sandra Hostin. They have been my friends for the past 15 years. We have been through everything together. And I have been waiting and waiting to have them on this podcast because we've all been through our own experiences and both of their experiences are worth hearing. And I love them both so much and I'm so excited to have them. So just really quickly, just each of you say hi and just introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Saida. <laughs> hi, I'm Sandy. They're eating cheese. I made this like massive charcuterie board and I can't believe that we almost finished it. So we're totally having that kind of podcast. Um, the best kind. The only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. Um, especially when you're talking about postpartum. I mean, come on, you gotta, you really party. <laughs> um, so everybody has heard my journey um, from beginning to end. And it ended over a year ago. And I feel like I'm finally entering a new phase of like renewal. I feel like last year, 2022, was a year of recovery, spending time with my family, getting comfortable again in my own skin after 2020 and 21 being so hectic and chaotic and scary, frankly. Right, you guys? Like, I think Mm -hmm. I shared with you guys how scary it was. And these two girls were the ones that I called in FaceTime to let them know that I was going to residential, um, both times. And I just said, please, you know, take care of my husband, you know, if he needs anything and he reaches out or please just check on him. Cause William would never reach out. Like I know that. And they did. And he would tell me like, Oh yeah, Saida and Asa like asked me to, you know, if I wanted to come over for dinner and Sandy and Carl did the same. And it just means so much, you know, to have people in your corner when you're going through something that is so personal and so difficult, life altering trauma. And, um, I just, these girls are my ride or die. And, you know, I always say, Everybody has a journey, so don't compare yours to anybody else's because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So you might look at your friends and their Instagram accounts and see them at parties with their kids, and you might think, oh my God, they have everything together. They look beautiful. Their kids look so well-groomed. Like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do that? Why can't I be that kind of parent? And it's very hard to give ourselves grace And, you know, especially during the postpartum period. So first of all, Sandy had, she has four kids. Should we call her our unicorn? Because (laughs) we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but she makes it look effortless, right? Oh, sorcery. I don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) She is our unicorn. She had two kids in her 20s, two kids in her 40s. Her story is like so interesting. Then we have... Saida, who had two kids back to back, and then there's me with my one kid that totally blew my mind, and I could not deal. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Quantity doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the it's the it's sheer hard. shock of it all. It's just hard all around. <laughs> it no is matter. hard all around. Okay, so you said that, Sandy. It's hard all around. It so is. It talk is. about. I want to hear about Italy. 
Well, I mean, you guys always refer to me as the unicorn, which I am so flattered to hear all the time because, <laughs> you know, I love kids. I love kids. And even after I had my first two kids, I always felt I had it in me to do it again. But my time in Italy was um, definitely an experience, um, priceless experience, I have to say. I went there um, to do an MBA. Um, afterwards, I went and I found a job at Fox where I ended up meeting Lagaya and Saida a few years later. I was married and I had my first child when I was uh, 24. So, you know, in your early 20s, you're just nowadays, that's the last thing on your mind. But I always felt, even when I was a teenager, when I was a child, I always knew I was going to be a very young mom. And it ended up happening. So I got married when I was 24 and had my first child when I was 25. Yes, 25. Wow. So, yes. That's crazy. That's 25. Amazing. And, um... I had a beautiful girl. She was born in Milan, Italy. Um, I had a, an amazing time there. And like all the reasons that led me there is probably another podcast. But <laughs> I was in Italy and um, pregnancy was amazing. I couldn't have asked for a better pregnancy. My water broke during the World Cup. I remember Italy lost <laughs> to Japan that year and I was jumping up and down and like all of a sudden water gushing everywhere. And the best story to the day that I've heard. Yes. And I had to go to the hospital and I had, you know, everything was natural. I had a natural birth. Um, very painful, as you can imagine, the first time. Epidural. I had an epidural, but in Italy, they don't do epidurals as they do here. Like, which is something I discovered with child number three. They give you one shot and that's your epidural. And you have to... For, for the rest of it. For the rest of the time. So I had to withstand the pain during the last part of labor. I was throwing up because it was so painful. <gasps> and, you know, the epidural was just that dose that lasted an hour or two. So, you know, that was that. But, you know, we had a beautiful baby girl, Suemi. Um, she was born uh, three kilos, 650. Because I only remember eight kilos. <laughs> So it was just an amazing, I remember, you know, pushing and then she came out and it was the most, I don't know, the experience in that moment of the euphoria that you have when she came out was just, I can't even describe it in words. It was the most beautiful moment I've ever had in my life. And... It was great. Like I said, the pregnancy, the labor, despite the pain, which was expected, was all amazing. Um, but then, you know, there comes, you know, a couple days later when you have to bring the baby home. And take care <laughs> and of the take baby. Care of the baby. And and be a mom. And learn <laughs> how to <laughs> breastfeed. You know, because you're in Italy and, you know, God forbid you're going to do formula or whatever. Yeah. Like, it was just breastfeeding and I had to learn how to latch her on and... It took, it was a struggle. It was a struggle just doing the breastfeeding. It took me probably a full week or two to have, to learn myself. And then she finally latched on and then that was great. But then it's just the realization that you have this human being you have to take care of. And all of a sudden I just felt like, what the heck happened to my life? What happened to, you know, me and my ex-husband at the time, just, you know, we were there and now we have this little girl to take care of. And 
I just felt all the emotions of being like a new mom, but I just didn't know what I was doing. It's and isolating. It was. It was isolating mm-hmm. because, you know, I didn't have my parents. I didn't have my family. I was in a different country. And I just didn't know what was happening. I just didn't know what I was doing. I was taking it not even like a, an hour at a time. Like it was yeah. just very much like your life completely changed and no one told you what to do. No one prepared me for it. And it was just kind of expected that you knew what to do because you were a mom and you're in Italy too. So in Italy, you're a mama and you just have to figure it out on your own. Did you have help from your husband's mom? I mean, yeah, she did a little bit in the beginning, in the beginning, definitely. But then they all went back to work and then it was, it was, and I think they did it on purpose to kind of like let me bond and maybe they wanted to give me my space with Swamy, but I was just mm -hmm. really, I felt alone. I felt alone and I felt isolated. I didn't have my parents there. I didn't have any of my family or friends. And I felt Well, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, but that is something that I think people don't talk about enough is how isolating the postpartum period can be, even in the best of circumstances. Yeah. And I think even if you had, it's just such a hard, I mean, it's, you're going through the physical pain of going through your, your body changing and all of that, like post labor, but then also just mentally, you know, you're just a new, you have a new identity and like the identity you had is completely gone. You're not like, you know, the fun, sandy, whatever. Like I just, I wasn't that person anymore in that moment. And I was all about Swamy. I was just a hundred percent about, you know, breastfeeding her, changing her diaper, feeding her. Like it was just all about her and everything else about yourself just completely goes away. Because you feel like you have to be selfless. Yes, Sorry for exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, but that was just what you had to do. Yeah. That was normal and that's it. And you just had to accept it. And it was black and white. There was no gray hair. There was no postpartum. No, not in Italy. No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Interesting. This is in 2002 also, by the way. So, you know, maybe years ago, I mean, especially if it becoming... And just now in the States, it's becoming something that people talk about. But just I mean, now. In yeah. Italy, I'm sorry, there's still, I mean, no offense at all, but <laughs> it was just very much La Bama, you know, breastfeeding. And, and I did, li- I loved it, but it was just so hard in the beginning. And I had no one to talk to. Nobody. Nobody. It's because you, you had a healthy baby. You yes. To, you feel thankful that you had a yes. great pregnancy, healthy baby. So now you're just like, I'm going to bond with my baby. Yes. I'm going to, but you're also feeding them every two hours. Exactly. The mm-hmm. breastfeeding, latching is exhausting. hard. And if oh they don't god. sleep, oh my god, we were trying, oh my god, she didn't sleep. And when you don't sleep, <laughs> you're like, it, you just become a different person. And then you fight, <laughs> and you fight with your husband. It just, and it becomes like a fighting thing. It just was terrible. Honestly, it was not like all like unicornish as everyone would like to think or portray me as it was hard the first few months were difficult and and you just have to be open about it it's not like I was doing anything wrong but it's just hard and I think not having the help and if even if I had to ask for help or I just couldn't I couldn't well, and then you finally to. decided that it might be best for you to go back to the States and spend some time with your family oh, here. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, thankfully in Italy, I had like 12 months of maternity leave. So oh, I wow. had to take advantage of that. And so Swami was born in July 
And I went back home in October. I went back home for, from October to the new year. And I, you know, when I was home, my parents would help me tremendously, you know, watch her. I was able to go back to the gym. I went like once a week. So I was starting to feel a little bit, you know, getting back into myself and being able to like take care of myself. But I needed the help. I couldn't have done it without my parents. And it was hard. It was really hard. So I think, you know, when you're in those first few months, when it's already overwhelming itself just to take care of another human being, mm -hmm. is to get the help that you need. Because mm -hmm. that helps keep, that help keeps, keeps you sane. Otherwise, you go crazy. I mean, I was... You know, when you have those sleepless nights and you're waking up and you have to do the whole routine breastfeeding, changing diaper, you go nuts. And you have <laughs> yeah. no one to talk to. But, <laughs> no your, one baby, to, but your baby. But your baby. <laughs> you were a baby who was supposed to be like the perfect being, but it, it just spawned to you like you wanted to. <laughs> it just drives. And honestly, the first few months, they don't, yeah, they're just too much. You know, they're like, can you like much. be my therapist, please? <laughs> so hard and it was a godsend going back home and having my family close to me and being able to have time for myself and I think that one hour a day where I went to kickboxing class it's like the first time I actually learned the kickboxing thing and that was my savior I really needed to have that outlet and it wasn't it was just one hour a day and it could be one hour I don't know every two days but it was the thing I was looking forward to the most and just having that extra help to take naps and do other things. It was just super helpful. So, but then there was a lot of like psychological because I felt also coming into motherhood was just a new discovery for myself, just learning this new me. And I think that was also difficult, especially yeah. like the first time. I mean, we don't know what we're doing and no one knows what to expect. Mm -hmm. Everyone tells them it's going to be hard, but you don't know until you're actually in it. No. And it changes the dynamics of your family. It changes the dynamics of the couple a lot. And a we'll lot talk of, about that later. We're going to talk yeah, about that later. But a lot of things come out that you just are learning. So your that priorities was, are yes, definitely set. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, yeah. my first child, that was my experience. And it was um, unforgettable. And now yeah. she's 20 and she's great and she's in college and and you say sometimes you you think of breastfeeding her and how special that bond yeah. is. Yeah. Cuz I feel like I missed out a little bit, you know, because I was struggling so hard to make the milk because I was losing so much weight. Wish I could do that now. But I was losing so much weight that I couldn't physically make the milk that I needed to make for Maddie. So I had to switch her to a bottle and formula. Yeah. And I felt so guilty because like you said, what does a mom do? Breastfeed. Like yeah. that's one of the biggest things. Like that's an identifying factor. I didn't even know about that going in. But now that they have all these lactation consultants and people who are trying to teach you how to breastfeed, the fact that I couldn't do it yeah. made me feel like such a failure. And that's not right. I mean, I think... Whatever it takes to get the baby nourished mm -hmm. is all that matters. Mm -hmm. And you can what they say a happy baby is a, a fed baby is a happy baby exactly. no matter how you do it. Yeah. Exactly. It's, I mean, it was torture. They were taking my breast oh, and they were like uh -huh. in the hospital they were squeezing my nipples. I had I had mastitis. Mastitis. 
you know, for Swami and Asha. I had a fever for like three days. I had blisters oh. on my breast. Not to be, but it, it's such a painful process. It really so, is. And nobody and, really gets that until they're doing it. Yeah, they think it's just, you know, oh my God, the mother and, you know, mother. No. Whatever it takes, just give the baby. Yeah, I think that the three of us would would advise like a fed baby is a healthy baby. Yes. Like we've all had different experiences. Sai is gonna get into hers in a second, but (laughs) it yeah, I mean it it is we've all had different experiences with breastfeeding. And the most important thing is to feed your baby and nourish your baby and not kill yourself and torture yourself in the process because that affects your bond with your baby, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. My thing was, I think I felt like a failure. I literally would say, you're a failure that you can't do the basic of these things, nourishing your baby by breastfeeding. I, yeah. Like I was like, it's not coming, it's not coming. I would be crying, I'd be like, why am I not being able to do this? I had the lactation nurses literally put my boob in. Uh, yeah. Oh, all of a sudden she latches then, but when I'm trying to do it at home, it doesn't work. Um, failure, failure. I would cry, 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 cry. And with my both of my babies, like I only did it for six weeks. And once I stopped, I felt so much better when I just switched them to bottle. And I was like, did you why? pump? I did pump. And yeah. I hated pumping too. Yeah. Because you know why? I barely made anything. Oh, in yeah. the In the... the, the Sad part was when I would go to my daughter's pediatrician and she's like, how much are you producing when you're pumping? And I would tell her and she's like, she literally told me, honey, I think you should stop because of all the effort that you're putting into this and you're only making that much. You're not doing yourself a service. You're not doing your baby a service. I think you need to up the formula. And I was like, thank you for saying that when she said that. And this was with my second because like no other pediatrician had told me that. She's like, stop, just, just stop. You don't need to be working that hard to make that little because yeah, mentally no. I can, I'm sure it's not doing anything good for you. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So that was with Anaya. With Anaya. Yeah. That's her second. Yes. Yeah. Her first is, um, Zara. So I'm excited, obviously. I'm um, mom of two. My first pregnancy with my daughter, Zara, was amazing. Like, and even getting pregnant was so fast and we were like, so blessed. And I was like, this is great. Pregnancy is great. I looked great in all my outfits. I was super, super <laughs> excited. I was like, this is fun. This is great. Yeah, you looked really cute I, pregnant. I was like, yeah, over the like, years. I think both times I hated her for it. <laughs> yeah. So I really, really enjoyed that pregnancy. I had so much energy and everything. I had Zara, and it, the, the, pre, the delivery was a little hard, but that's like in the past now. But like I had baby blues in the beginning, but the breastfeeding killed me. The breastfeeding killed me. It put me in a really bad mood the whole time when I was trying to do it. Yeah, I was I struggling over and over again. And like I was telling you guys, like I stopped at six weeks. And when I stopped with my first, I stopped at six weeks. I wanted to go more. My whole thought process was like six months would be amazing yeah if I could do it for three months I would be like I'm awesome but I was like whatever six weeks I did it I'm done as soon as I stopped all my baby blues went away everything was just great and Zara was an amazing baby she slept through the night from the very beginning and I was like I was telling my husband I don't know why people are complaining this these kids are amazing I remember you saying <laughs> oh, that I really I drink to myself guys so no don't feel like <laughs> everybody hates me right now for saying this but look it was amazing and I was just like why is everybody, you know, making a big, uh, like, papa over this? But I got my, like, payback with my second one. So my second one, my little Anaya, 
She is now going to turn two next month. So sweet. Zara is going to be four next month. So they're exactly like two years apart. They're both in January, my babies. So with my second one, oh guys, my pregnancy was not fun. Like I think yeah, I was COVID. with COVID, yeah. with everything. COVID I was just like, yeah. this is not the pregnancy I had with Zara. I was like, I was just sad and I was tired. I was like nauseous. I had morning sickness and I was like, okay, well, this is what everybody's talking about. But then after I had her, she was an amazing, smooth delivery. So I was like, oh, do you think that, sorry to interrupt you, but do you think that, cause sometimes they say you can have prenatal depression or prenatal oh, ill, you know, yeah. illness. So I was going to tell you, I think I did have pre something. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was mm -hmm. called. I was like, I don't know what this is. I just thought it was like, COVID, we're locked down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bummed out. I, have, I also had like a, a baby. I mean, she wasn't a baby at that point, but like she was still like a one-year-old, you mm -hmm. know, one and yeah. a half-year-old when I was pregnant with Anaya. So I was like, well, this is just, you know. I just remember when you all had COVID at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, and was I, crazy. Yes, exactly. that, that's, that was crazy. I terrible. had COVID with, when, you're pregnant. when I was pregnant with Anaya on my birthday in July. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. And then, yeah, that was bad, but. So she was a smooth delivery. I was like, she was great. She came out literally, you guys. I pushed maybe like three times and she the was The second there. time. They always say that. I'm counting on 20 it. 20 minutes. It was the best experience ever. I was like, what? And my doctor had given me epidural way before time like that she needed the to. Epidurals here I are amazing. Like, oh, okay. This is amazing. In the US. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. So then when I, after I had her, same thing again, trouble with like breastfeeding and I, but this time around I knew I'm like, I'm not going to kill myself. Yeah. I knew I was like supplementing with formula and I was like, this is fine. This works for me. Yeah. Other people could do it. And I, I'm one of those people who compares myself to others all the time and I need to cut that out. And I've been working on that. So, so I, I already knew the, the breastfeeding thing. I was like, that's fine. But I didn't know that I just became really sad. And I thought it was just the baby blues like with Zara. And I was like, okay, why is this not going away? It's not going away. And it was literally like, I felt like I was walking under a dark cloud for like Aww. months. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why is this happening to me? And I love my baby, but like with her, she was also, she was not as good as Zara. I mean, I love her so much. Like she, but she was a difficult baby. Like she was crying through the night. She was more fussy. My first one like made me feel like, oh, this is so easy because she was perfect in terms of like not crying, sleeping through that, but now I was not. Mm -hmm. So that that's also what I feel like maybe that's why I'm feeling sad. And like maybe like, I don't know, I'm reminiscing about when it was a, with a good baby. I shouldn't yeah. use the word good because I, she's, she's great. Yeah. But, you know, you compare... The better experience. Yeah, of course. course. You compare your experience yeah. to all the time. Mm -hmm. you know, first set and second set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just was like, maybe I need to talk to a therapist. So I talked to a therapist. Which, by the way, I was very proud of you. And I'm not a person no. like no. therapy. No. I am. No, no, no. I'm like, why? Because my background, Indian, I'm Muslim. My mom's like, what do you mean you need a therapist? You don't need a therapist. You're fine. I'm like, Yeah, just me. get through oh, it. Yeah. My mom would be like, I'll talk to you. That's, That's what my mom would say. That's what my mom would say. My mom would be like, I'll just yeah. pray for you. I'm no, like, no, mom, no. God is busy. <laughs> my like, God is very busy pray? right now. <laughs> yeah. So it was just very difficult when my parents were like, well, my, my dad, my mom was the only one that knew about like how I was feeling. 
But she was just like, you don't need a therapist. But then I was like, I do. Yeah. I do, mommy. I mean, I talked with her. I just remember one time when I was trying to get a hold of a therapist. I don't even think I told you guys this story. So I was scheduling it. And then she was like, they're backed out because we have Kaiser. And she's like telling me like, oh, it's going to be like, I think it was, she was like four or five weeks out, right? Kid you not, I was on the phone and I was fine. I was like, okay, okay. When she said that, I just started crying on the phone and I said, no, 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 I don't think you understand. I want to talk to somebody oh sooner. Gosh. Can you please, like, and I don't know how, like, I just started crying really? and I was like, yeah. Oh I never I knew you went through that. that. Right now. And I was on the phone, I was like, yeah. no. And then she felt so bad for me. She's like, honey, okay, okay, let me try to get you in sooner. And then so she did. And I was just like, thank you. And, yeah. like, and I didn't even know that, that those emotions would come out of me when somebody basically just said, sorry, it's going to be, you know, so six because weeks. Because of COVID, of everybody was doing therapy because of COVID. Yeah. Every therapist was like booked. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, 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 I need one now. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she got me to talk to a therapist and it made me feel better. But in the beginning, I was just like, oh, this is not going to work. Like I said, I've never been a person to do therapy. I've but never then done therapy when before. she gave me some, you haven't. No. Oh, yeah. Interesting. We'll talk about it. Unicorn, but <laughs> exactly <laughs> unicorn. Fine unicorn. You're gonna hear the word unicorn. I'll talk to you guys. I'll, I'll just talk to the guy inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like my mom. Like, yeah. Talk to me. I'll just be like, I'll pray for you. Just give me some wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's more. Okay. No, I mean, so the therapy definitely helped, and I think it's with, with therapy and more time. Because I'm the type time. of person who needs instant gratification. Time is yeah. important. Time. I am like, rip the band-aid off. I you want medication. In, I did in the beginning. I did. And in the beginning, it took a while to like... Talk about the medication. So they put me... She was... Put me on Zoloft. The they very, always put The Zoloft. very lowest dosage, which was what, 25? I, yeah, I think. It's like anti, I don't know what that is. Yeah, but... Zoloft is an antidepressant. It's okay. an SSRI. So it's like so antidepressant, anti-anxiety. No, no, I mean, no, it, did, it didn't make you feel anything until... Maybe and it you kept, And to... I kept talking to you about it. You're like, just be patient. Be patient, okay. yeah. Like, patience. I don't know what patience is. But that word and me, like, don't I go all together. Sidey and I are not patient. Sandy <laughs> is patient. People, Sandy's more patient. Yeah, so again, I wanted instant gratification, and I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me really sad. <laughs> no, but then I, I leaned towards my First of all, I have the most amazing husband that was just like, I will, like, let me know what I can do. Like, he gave me my moments where, like, he was home from work and he's just like, go do what you need to do. Go take a bath, take an hour or two, whatever. And I also had my parents who would, I like, I would go to my parents for, like, the weekend or something because when my husband was, like, working... Um, during the weekends and I would just literally hand both my kids, especially my little one, to my mom and be like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs to my old room and just watch TV, take a nap, listen to a podcast, like do whatever I want. And she's That's like, amazing. she's like, having like, your family yeah. is a godsend. It really is. It's so, it's so important to have me time. I think that's something that yeah. I've said in the podcast is. Yeah. Well, maybe I haven't said it enough, actually, but it needs to be said more. It, it's something that, that moms feel really guilty about. Like, they feel like they need to be glued to their baby. Yeah. And I remember when my mother-in-law lived with us because she was helping me with um, Maddie, she would encourage me to go to our room and take a nap. And she would encourage me mm-hmm. to go out and go for a walk and go do my own thing. And at first, I felt so guilty. Yeah. 
but I think even she understood like that that was something that I needed to do because she was there. It was a luxury. Yeah. You know, it's a luxury you have. Think of all the moms. Think of all the moms out there that don't have their families or are single moms. Oh, yeah. Like, I think about that, and I think they are saints. I don't know how they. But anyway, Saida, okay, so so did you, so do you think you had a form of postpartum depression? Definitely, because if I'm comparing my first, my two pregnancies, the first one was definitely baby blues. It was like two months, two months completely gone. And then, not completely, but you know, you're still a mom. But with Anaya, I definitely felt, like I was telling you guys, like this dark cloud over my head for like months. And I was like, what is this? And I looked at my baby and she, again, healthy baby. I love her, even though she didn't sleep through the night. I mean, you still love your baby, but it's just just like, why can't it be easier? Like, why, why am I going through this? Yeah. And then it's like, then you start questioning yourself, am I not strong enough? Am I, well, how is everybody else doing it? Yeah. How did my mom do it? She had four before she was Ugh, 30. Like, I, know. I just started doubting myself and I was like, no, this is you. This is not, this is not postpartum. This is you just being like, oh, this is such a difficult situation. I'm just going to be a brat about it. I did not give myself grace at all. I was like, you're a failure again for like feeling this way. And yeah, it was the saddest thing, and it made me no, even sadder. So and I was like, "What are you doing I to know. yourself?" Because like, oh, I do remember, I I do remember, like you were going through it. Yeah, I remember, and like you could tell, but like you're kind of private about stuff. But then you did tell us, like finally, that yeah, you weren't right. feeling well. I mean, I think with therapy, like I realized, I get very uncomfortable. The fact that I'm even doing this is a huge thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> But it was difficult, but yeah. now that I look back at it, now that I honestly feel like the, that those clouds are gone, I know it's so, I hate saying it. How long did it last? How long do you think it lasted? I feel like it lasted a good, like eight months. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like in the beginning with Anaya, eight months. It was a lot. But when I started feeling better, it was just, oh, I felt so good. It felt like I was happy again. I was like enjoying my kids and what another thing I felt bad about was with Zara because of Anaya I was only focusing on her I felt like I neglected Zara because you know she she was playing and she was great and she was happy baby and I'm like I miss her even though she's right there I'm like I don't get when you have your second you feel like you're neglecting your first your first is your first you know even though you love both babies like you've had a longer time with your first like you're bonded with your first more and you're like and it's the first time like and i was like there's nothing like your first child there's yeah there is there's no favoritism but there's just something special because it's your first time first to everything you've gone through everything the first time yeah it is special i know it is very special but now that I see both my babies together, they're literally two years apart and gonna turn two and four know, next month. I, I know. die of happiness. Like my chest, my heart, I feel like my heart is gonna jump out of my chest. Like oh, how excited I am when they play together, when they wake up and they can't wait to see each other. And like my youngest Anaya is like Zara Baji, it's Baji means sister, and Urdu, and she's just like I oh, play. Where's Zara Baji? I'm like she's in her room. Okay, I'm gonna wake her up. And like she just 
jumps on her bed and says, oh, Archie, wake up, wake up. And I'm like, that's, so cute. that's like frozen. I die. Yeah, I know, it is. It's like frozen. They're literally like Elsa and Anna. And it's the cutest that's thing. That's so cute. And I'm like, this is why I did it. Because I wanted two kids. I wanted them like two years apart. And I wanted them to be best friends. And they are there right now. And I get so excited. So everything that's happened in the last two years or, you know, with, with the whole, with Anaya, I'm like, oh, this is worth it. This was it was worth amazing. It. Yes. What advice would you give to a mom? Cause you were going through it for about eight months. You said, Yeah. what advice would you give to a mom who's under that cloud? <sighs> give yourself grace. Do not compare yourself to anybody else. It is. I hate the whole one day at a time, this and that. It's, it's literally like maybe like 30 minutes at a time, but like lean on people for help. If I didn't have my husband, well, he was always there, but it's like, if I didn't ask for like, hey babe, I need to go upstairs for 30 minutes and take mm -hmm. a bath. Or my mom, mom, I'm gonna bring the kids over and like, you're gonna have to watch them, please. Like lean on people for help. If you even get those moments to have to yourself and then to really appreciate yourself as a mom, because then I started realizing I am a pretty good mom. Like, why are you selling yourself short, you know? Mm -hmm. And then those times of happiness when I can appreciate myself meant the world to me like and that's because I got the time yeah. for myself yeah and I couldn't have done that without my husband or my parents my parents oh god like and my brothers and sisters oh my god it they, takes a village it does take a village my siblings yeah. have are the best siblings ever too like shout out to them oh my god like in India yeah. like that, it does take a village in India like my mom was a one of like 10 and like all of the aunts and uncles would come over it's and help out. It, it's oh totally gosh. different. Yeah. It's a village yeah. and culture like, now, you know. And over here, that's not how it is. But like, I'm so like blessed to have family that will drop everything for me and be like, sure, bring yeah. them over. Yeah, yeah. My mom to this day will be like, drop them off. I'll just take take them. Do you want me to raise your kids? And I'm like, no, <laughs> mom. They're great now. I'm gonna hang out with them. <laughs> Well, so Sandy, like going into it, like 15, 20 years after you went through it the first time. Yes. What was like, do you, did you feel like you had a village this time? No, not really. I mean, my parents are a little older. Right. So they aren't, they weren't. My parents are older too, which is why. They aren't as available as they were, you know, with my first two, Swamy and Nairi, but they're still there, but you know, I can't take them over, you know, to watch them for a night. They don't babysit. They just don't. So it's pretty much, you know, me and Carl, like the two of us mm -hmm. and the kids. And we're much, I'm much older. I have them both in my 40s. So my energy level, my patience is a little different. And, you know, you think you have two kids again, like I'm a mother of four and you do it again for round two, but it's like the first time. It's not like yeah. I gained all this experience and I can just, you know, carry it forward. It's like having kids for the first time. And they are a completely set of children with different energy levels. And it's a different generation, I just have to say. Raising kids in a different country and yeah. 20 years ago, it's much different than raising them now in 2018 and in 2020 or 2019. 20. Yeah. 16 months apart, my last two. Gosh. Six, almost Irish twins or how they call it, but mm -hmm. they're 16 months apart. So we 
decided to do them back to back because, you know, we're older parents. Um, you know, I got remarried again in 2016. And then we had our kids one year later, um, our third, our daughter, Asha, and then we had Cassius, you know, 16 months later. So we did Amazing. them back to back. And I didn't think I'd be able to even get pregnant. We knew. We knew you'd got, get pregnant. I mean, we got married in <laughs> 2017. <laughs> I did not know. We made an announcement on Friendsgiving, mm -hmm. and I think everybody was shocked. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, you're your forties and I was engaged. I, thought, I was like, Are you still gonna be in my wedding? Like yeah. like selfish me. Yeah, two months. Yeah. And she yeah. was and her belly was out and she came to Las Vegas like eight Your months bachelor. pregnant. Yeah. And yeah. Asha was actually dancing in her tummy at the club. Like you could see the baby <laughs> moving. Yes. She was at the club. Like she that you you made it happen. Yes. Definitely. I was actually pregnant with Anaya. Yeah, yeah, with, uh, with Azara. And with Azara. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you. you I had no idea. Kind of but you were pouring your drinks over to Asset. Pretending <laughs> and yeah. Oh, that's yeah. just amazing. Like when yeah. I think about like all the life experiences we've had yes. leading yeah. up to motherhood yeah. and then becoming mothers, like it literally happens in a moment. Oh yeah. The baby comes out and that's it. I know. And then we're You're all a mother. mothers together and I yeah. have to have kids, you know, during the same time as my best friend had kids so we can do this all together. Remember when we would joke about it, Sandy? <laughs> we would literally joke about it after I had Zara. Wait, no, no, no. No. With when we got when you got we, she got married and then we're like you're gonna have kids with us oh yeah yeah I always knew I would have more kids I just didn't know I always knew that I wanted to have more kids because I love I love kids I loved being a mom I love being a mom and I just felt like I can do this again and yeah you know I tell my husband sometimes now <laughs> were you not shocked a little bit by the second. Being so quick? Wait, no, well, Carl and I, we, were, we just said, let's, you know, we can't have Asha alone, and then let's just do it. And it happened so quickly, and here we are. I have four kids. <laughs> but it's amazing. And I have my boy. So I have three girls, and the last one is a boy. So I couldn't be more blessed and happy. And but. we did what we did to celebrate, because we always say me time is so important. So Sandy's shower for Cassius... Was something we'd never done. So what we did was we had all the girls come to Palm Springs mm -hmm. and stay at the where was it? It was that Red, posh Red resort. Show. Oh, what was it called? Well, we went. To, uh, it was something with brands. Let me look at my Instagram. Hold on. It was it, it was, was a so very nice, nice resort very and nice. in Palm Desert. Yeah, and so we amazing. all got together as girls, and there was probably a dozen girls. Yeah, I was. A and we gave gifts, not for the baby, but for yeah. Sandy. Yeah, that was so special. Because we had been through La it. La Quinta Resort. Oh, Which one? Yes, La Quinta. The La Quinta Resort. La Quinta, the yes. La Quinta in, so memorable. In, yeah. in La Quinta, actually. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But we we kind of changed up what a baby shower. They're looking at pictures right now. Yeah. Um, the don't mind them. Um, but we 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 kind of changed up what a baby shower should be, and we're kind of our group is a little bit. I mean, bougie. I will say, like we we make a big deal out of each other's life experience, like life, you know, Birthdays, events, and showers. and I'm not ashamed of it because. 
they're all memorable experiences. And I always think if you can make a big deal out of your friends, like do it because your friends, especially your ride or die and Sandy and Sayada are my ride or die girlfriends. You know, I love to celebrate them and they love to celebrate me. They do. Yes, you don't have to yeah. ask them. Guys, we're like, they're always epic. Are you kidding yes. me? Oh my God. It's because it's the first part of the year. Mine's in May, and then it gets it. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm always like, this is what we're doing. But um, we love to celebrate each other. And so it seemed very fitting for Sandy's fourth baby shower to not just make it all about the baby, but make it about Sandy. And so we so went to the special. La Quinta. Yeah. We went to the spa, we laid out by the pool, we had dinner, and we gave her gifts that were just for her, just to show her that we love her and that you're the mother carrying the baby. And there's no baby without the mother, you know, so. No, and I'm so thankful. I can't even describe it in words, what I would do without these girls. And it's just, it's beyond, if you can find a friend, one, like, literally, there's, you only need one or two, like a handful yeah. in your life. And exactly. these are the girls that could be here until I grow old. I'm already kind of old now, but. Oh, God. Do we need the word unicorn again? Or are the listeners already like, annoyed by it? No, no seriously. I'm like, you are not, you are not old. Trust me. You could have another baby right now. Like I watch the Real Housewives no, of Beverly no. Hills. And they're all like 50 having kids. But it's a tough job. It is a tough job being a mom and trying to manage yeah. everything. And, you know, we're not perfect and we do our best. And, you know, I think at times it's just hard because we want to be perfect at everything we do, whether it's being a mom, a wife. You know, well, Sandy's a, what do you do for a job, Sandy? I'm the controller at uh, Pixamondo and it's like, we just got bought by Sony. So it's just nonstop. It's work all the time. And I'm a program manager at Disney. And so it's just constant, you know, yeah. you try to juggle everything and make it all work out. And you don't have any like a nanny. No, we have a nanny only when we go out, but we don't have like a live-in nanny or someone who's there all the time. It's just I know, can't believe you make it's it like work. Kids going to the bath, and I'm like approving invoices on one side, and, and with a laptop here, oh. and like another eye with them. I don't recommend it. I really don't because I really, in fact, for the new year, I would like to just be able to, you know, put more priority to the kids because sometimes you know work can suck you in and I love my job it's not like I don't love it I love my job but you know I think you know when you look at your life and you think about family and you know what you can give to these children and the impact you have on them they remember everything yeah. and they'll remember the smallest things mm -hmm. and if you can just leave them that I mean I think it's so worth it and you know me approving an invoice I can put that aside and work yeah. do it do they know that you're tomorrow. on your laptop do they, oh yeah they do the kids would be like mommy get off your phone I'm they like, do oh my god they so do very yeah they know like, oh. your laptop. Maddie tells me to open my eyes she when I close my eyes on the couch if mm -hmm. I like take a nap mm -hmm. She comes up to me and puts her fingers in my eyes and opens my eye. No. And she's like, mommy, no sleep, no sleep. And I, yeah, I feel no. so guilty for even sleeping. It goes by so fast. And I'm just saying a mother of four. <laughs> I guess. And like having two sets of, you know, kids and, you know. Two, two sets. <laughs> but 
it just goes by fast. These yeah. age, this age, you know, when they're toddlers yeah. and when they're babies, it goes by in such a heartbeat. And you just have to savor yeah. this moment as much as possible. I mean, we all go, you know, the postpartum, that yeah. it'll pass. It will pass with help, yeah. with assistance in any way. But to have these little ones and to savor playtime with them because it makes us younger too honestly yeah. like having yeah. these kids i'm like 46 and i feel like a little kid again playing like dinosaurs or tasks yeah. for sure you know dolls with asha and having this imaginary time where we actually play i mean that's such a rare unique yeah. time for all of us yeah. and i think we should love those moments and then we're gonna have times when they're teenagers and yeah. then oh adults, god oh my god i can't even chapter. imagine but these moments yeah. are so special. Everybody says right now, like, enjoy every moment. Enjoy every moment. I never understood that because I hated the, not hated the, the cliche. Not, I didn't like the newborn phase. I didn't, that was not my favorite phase, right? Because they don't. Good for you for saying that. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. like the newborn yeah. phase. They don't even rock with you. Yeah. I can't talk to them, whatever. Now that my girls are going to be two and four, they're so fun. Now I can, now I get it. When everybody's like, enjoy this time. Enjoy, like, now I love this time. I, I'm making core memories with them. Yes. So fun and it's like, again, like it makes me so like smile from ear to ear, like to see them, they'll do the funniest thing every single day now. And I'm just like, this is great. And I always wish I had my phone to capture every moment, but then I always have to tell myself, hey, 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 you don't need to look at them through your phone. Look at them. Look at them. I know. Just look at them right now. How hard is it you guys to put down your phone? It is hard because you always want to capture every moment. Yeah. Every moment. I mean, also or for cliche, work. Because, I mean, for work, I oh, have yeah. my phone all the I time. Know, I know, and that's something that I need to get better at. But it's just really enjoying the moment. I lost my phone, you guys know, for like twenty four hours. Did it kind of feel good? After you lost it, oh my god! I know, I it was such a. <laughs> I didn't have it, and I was like looking at the flowers <laughs> and listening to music and like. Really, like, taking in everything. Meanwhile, I'm like, where is Sandy? Why isn't she responding to me? <laughs> no, there's times where I don't have my phone, or it's like, it's upstairs or whatever, it's and like, you guys, like, breath of fresh air. Doesn't it feel like a weight lifted off your it chest? Does. When it's it not does. like, okay, the phone's right. It's like, and it feels good. Yeah. 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 Like, and as much I'm as I friends. love social media, I love social media, but it's also good to not... You know, like, the comparing, because everyone, like, you know, oh we always we all the most beautiful things, but... <laughs> There's no comparison. Like everyone has their own story, their own journey, their own behind the scenes. And yeah, you know what took to get that beautiful picture? A lot. Of <laughs> a lot. There's like 36 oh, outtakes on. for every yeah. picture yeah. that actually made exactly. it. When I get one good picture of my kids, I'm oh like, God. that's what I'll finally post. Exactly. It's like, oh. Like, this is my whole day when I, when they yeah. give me a good picture. Just not just like not to post it at all. Just yeah. the fact that I can print it out and. Put it I in know. a frame and yeah. put it in I my know. house yeah. so I could look at that memory forever. Like, oh. Yeah. I don't think my husband gets it. I think he thinks <laughs> that like I'm just looking at my phone all the I actually go back and look at photos of Maddie from when she was a newborn. Oh, yeah. And I just like savor yeah, looking at those. And those are the ones where I'm like, maybe I should have another one, you know? Yeah. And I want to address one question that somebody asked me. Well, actually, I got the question from two or three people when I asked a few weeks ago what question do you have for me? Like, what can I answer? And it was, would you have another baby given everything you've been through? And the answer is, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm still grappling with that because what I went through was traumatic. And 
I think because I'm such a type A personality, I kind of made it bigger than it actually needed to be. Like I went to the hospital, probably didn't need to go to the hospital. I went to residential right away, probably didn't need to do that, you know, but I just wanted to feel better. I just wanted to instantaneously get the fix. Like somebody like give me the pill that's going to make me better. Give me the medication. Fix me, fix me, fix me. And if I was to go through that again, I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards the, yes, I would have another baby. I definitely want to have another baby. It's just very scary to think about going through what I went through again. Because there were yeah. some really dark moments. I and I chose to go away from my family for treatment, which was a really sad time to miss Thanksgiving and Halloween with my family last year. I mean, nobody ever envisions that. Nobody envisions that as their postpartum experience. Nobody thinks that they're going to have a baby and then suddenly they're going to have to go away because they have severe anxiety and OCD. I mean, nobody thinks that's going to happen to them. Like, what the what the hell? Yeah. And it happened to me, and I had no choice. I felt like I couldn't be here in my home anymore. I had to go and get treatment elsewhere. And I don't want that to happen again. And I just struggle with whether or not I want to take the chance of it happening again and me leaving Maddie at a time in her life when she actually remembers oh, yeah. me leaving. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a tough one. That's right, guys? Yeah, that's right. I didn't think about yeah. that. Because they, yeah. these are the moments where they remember everything. everything. Yeah. And then remember what I just said about when I had an eye and I was struggling? I missed Zara. I missed her yeah. so much, even though she was right in front of me because she it was older. And mm-hmm. I was just with the new baby. And I felt guilty that I wasn't giving my, my first... Mm-hmm. The time that you needed, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I totally understand that. Don't feel pressured, or like, do you? Okay, my question to you: Do you feel pressure from society, or even from us, when we're like, oh my god, we have like, from society, absolutely. To have number two. To have a number from two. From Filipino culture, absolutely. Yeah. Even from yeah. us as, a, as your girlfriend, we're like, oh my god, it's so great. I would tell you, like, I love my sibling, like how they are as siblings. They're like the cutest things. But then I like later on, I was like. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Like, it doesn't mean that it's right for her. Like, don't feel pressured. I think also because you're something. an only child, I think yeah. you feel pressured also yeah. for that. That I don't want her to be an only child. Exactly. You know? But oh, that's true. I think maybe that's... But, you know, there are perks with being an only child. And I think, you know, Maddie is such a beautiful girl. And you guys are She's so blessed. You're, you're, she is. Your threesome is amazing. And... <laughs> We're busting out of the seams in my house. <laughs> They're sitting here right now. There's like toys all over the place in no, Christmas. And how about this? Why don't you just wait a couple of years? Yeah. yeah. We'll be older. I, like, uh, she'll be like, you're you like 40 plus. Like, I was 40 plus. Hello. If she taught you Maddie, anything. Maybe wait until Maddie gets excited. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just, she's like, I want a little baby. What about my plastic surgery? <laughs> oh, well, you could do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh. I am thinking about having it all sucked out. <laughs> that C-section pouch is here to stay. The body takes a beating, man. The body takes... Okay, let's... Okay, we have about 10 minutes left. Let's talk about... The body. The body takes a beating. No. Let's talk about... Well, number one, the body does take a beating. 
Your body is never going to be the same. Can we hear comments about that? <laughs> Jesus. Seriously, though, like, I was having dinner with coworkers last week, and one lady said, as I was talking about something, and one lady said, um, she's like, my body will never be the same, and it's been 13 years, and then she starts to cry. Oh, my God. Aww. And I got up and hugged her because I was like, oh, my goodness, you know? And it's true, your body will never be the same because you had a baby. Like, I can't hold pee for more than five minutes. Cheers. Uh, Yeah, cheers to that. (laughs) Cheers to not being able to hold pee. But, like, I, my body has changed so much since having Maddie. And I can't get the weight off no matter what. Although that does also have to do with the medication I'm on for anxiety and depression, even though I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed. But the anxiety medication, I've gained about, I think, 30 pounds. And that almost brings me back to my pregnancy weight. And it is very hard to lose that weight. It's really, really hard because you need to take the medication to feel better, but you feel shitty because you look in the mirror and you're 30 pounds heavier. But if I stop taking the medication, you guys don't yeah. even want to see me. You're, you're going to get another FaceTime call. Hi, guys. I'm going to treatment again. Like, no. I have to stay on my medication for now. Yes. But it's it's just, it's it's really hard. It's really hard to think of everything that's happened to me since having my baby and how you're much. You're beautiful, Agaya. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. Remember when we talked really. about giving like, ourselves grace? Yeah. This is only a period of your time. Trust me. You're going to look back at this. In like three years, and you're like, what was that? I know. Just don't be so me. hard on yourself. Trust That's me. the theme. Give yourself grace. Give yeah. yourself grace is the theme, oftentimes, of my podcast. And also, leave no stone unturned, which my girls have like commented on because when it comes to getting like support, you know, ask mm-hmm. your family. Don't be ashamed to, to get me time and tell your husband you need to go and take a nap or whatever. Which leads me to my last topic, which I want to ask you guys about because you are my best girlfriends. How do you make time for your relationship? (laughs) God, I wish you could have seen their faces. So what we started doing is we got Mireya, Mm -hmm. Sandy's recommendation for a babysitter, and we're doing date nights. We haven't done that before because, granted, we had Anaya, like, the pandemic, and and my husband is... Very like, oh my God, somebody very trustworthy needs to watch our kids. And that can't be anybody else but our parents. So he was very like that for a long, long, long time. Finally got him to be like, honey, our kids are older now. Let's get a babysitter who is a very trusted one that Sandy has used. And she is actually our our clean person. And she's the best. And And we did it. And then so we actually had a great time going out for like... Two date nights, which oh, was good. great. It's awesome. So, and he he asked me the other day. He's like, babe, um, is, can Maria come watch the kids like this yes. week so we can go on another date? And I'm like, yes. And when you're on your date, do you just focus on each other? So okay, so we're trying to because I literally said we cannot talk about the girls because in the beginning we always talked about the girls. And the first one, the second one, we we're like, oh, talk about the girls. But the one we still had our t- fun times too. So, but like it wasn't, now our rule is you can't talk about the kids. Maybe you could just say one thing or two things and that's it. So you have a rule. We have a rule. Yeah. We need to focus on each other, compliment each other, like say what we had fun with, 
amongst each other, not involving the kids, even though the kids are always around us. Yeah. So to say something like, oh, babe, you look really good in that outfit that you wore the other day. Or like, I really liked how we watched that show and you made this really good dinner or whatever, right? Just something like that. Not involving the kids. Praising each other just for being us. Yeah. So if you go back to like how you were when you were dating. Right? Yes. You you're dating each other again. You're dating each other again. So like... That's the hardest thing because oh, I, yeah. I never looked at it that way. Miss my husband because yeah. it's like when you were dating, you were just or even like pre kids, you were all about each other, all yeah. about each other. And then as soon as the kids come, nobody talks about this because everybody feels like the parents have to be selfless and like it's all about the kids now. Mm -hmm. You need to take some time and be like appreciate each other. You know, of we used course. to write each other notes. Oh, the, oh the love letters. God. And then that went away. Love declarations. <laughs> flowers. I used to see it. Flowers the all the time. Yes. Like, um, how are the kids? Uh, when are we going to put them to bed? What are we feeding them? What are we feeding them? I know. What that's are my thing. What are we what feeding them? What is the bane of my existence? That wow. is the bane of my existence, what do we, too. What do we They're so picky. What, what do we feed them? What, what are, are they going to eat? I don't even know. I don't even know what she's going to eat tonight because I'm out of Gerber meals. If I cook her something, she won't eat it. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't eat. They're so picky. And you cook such amazing food, Sandy. So picky. Maybe my food is questionable. No, no. Probably really good. Asha's so picky. She's lately like she used to have a big appetite. She would try everything. Now it's dwindled down. She would have pasta. Now it's just down to chicken nuggets. That's what Maddie chicken eats. Nuts. I don't know what's in there. Processed chicken. Processed. It's not healthy. I'm sorry, that can't be your everyday oh diet. God. But it's about getting calories into them. But it's about getting something in. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. have that than like cookies. But no. Zara's is the White Castle cheeseburgers. Oh, from yeah. Ralph's. Oh, oh that's that's it. Oh, we should get that. Guys, mine, I should try that. mine are dino nuggets. <laughs> oh, she used to do that. Now she's over that. Cat, white Castle cheeseburgers? Okay, yeah. that's a good recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah White Castle One cheeseburgers. I'm going to try that. We get, the, like we get the Celeste pizzas. The Celeste oh, yeah, pizzas. Yeah, yeah. We, have we get Celeste pizza. Yeah, and I just cut it up and she'll eat it. But it's not healthy. Mac and cheese. I don't know. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Yeah. That's the all. Actual, like the oozy cheese, so I don't feel bad that it's like the the powder the one. Powder I mean, I make the regular pasta, and they don't even and, eat oh, that. Oh, you actually make make it from scratch. I love you. So yeah, I, she's the Italian I cook. Eat chicken, like regular chicken, like. Uh, I know. Guys, I know. It's hard. Podcast about. Food. Ideas. I would like people to call in and tell us what to feed our kids because yeah. I don't know. Does yeah, anybody have any new ideas besides delicious. chicken nuggets? She eats turkey meatballs and I like cut them up and then she dips them in ketchup and she eats oh, them. Oh yeah, Asha loves ketchup. Yeah, yeah and she'll and she'll eat some vegetables maybe, maybe, but but wait before we the wait. The older they get, the more pickier they yeah. Wait, so Sandy, how do you and Carl make time for each other? Oh yeah, same thing. I mean, we do our nights out. We have Lisa, our nanny, so we do that maybe two, three times a month. And then if we could get the kids to bed early, we like to watch a movie together. What time do they sleep? Them. What time? Oh yeah, that's another. What story. time do your kids sleep? So Cassie's <laughs> nine ish, nine thirty. It's Asha. That's uh, later, like ten, even eleven, and she likes to sleep. Oh, in bed. that's too late. So that's late. But if we get lucky, maybe we can do a movie together, or and that's it. It's just those moments. You know, we have to find pockets of time to find for each other, or it's like late at night and, and we'll find oh no no 
when it's late at oh, night, yeah. I'm trying to watch, I want to go to bed. We were watching it yeah. and I fell asleep. Fell asleep. We wanted to watch this movie for the longest time. The kids are finally in bed and I fell asleep. I yeah. passed out. And then what happens? Who takes them to bed? No, no, they were already asleep, and we were watching in our room, and we were finally together, the oh. two of us, <laughs> watching Nope. We've been wanting to watch Nope for the longest time, and I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. So there, that's 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 the life of having toddlers and little kids. No, it's true. I'm exhausted all the time. Like I am exhausted, like by my daughter, but she's. The best thing ever. She is the best thing ever. She's just this amazing ball of energy. Never gets tired. And they have so much energy. And then, like, she'll come home, and you can kind of see how things are sort of organized right now. Like, 20 minutes after she comes home, it looks like a tornado hit our house. Yeah. Your place is clean right now. I can't yeah. imagine when we're yeah. here as yeah. soon as we leave. And same here with my house. I'm oh, like, yeah. I clean it, clean it, clean it. As soon as like, they, somebody, like, guests leave, yeah. it's like, yeah. They've Throwing been, things mm-hmm. everywhere, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Just let them do it. Yeah. Just let them do it. Clean later. Clean later. <laughs> um, okay, well, we are at one hour, and that is my limit. Oh, so Can you believe that? Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thank you for coming on. Um, we'll be so happy to come back again. Yeah, we should think of more topics to talk about as people, Maybe you know, ask like... me. <laughs> um, but I'm, I really am thankful that you shared your experience with me and the audience. Like, I think people need to hear that it's always, it's not as pretty as it looks. Because these girls have great Instagrams. Let me tell you, if you look at their Instagrams, you think they have it all together. Not me, her, for sure. No, both of you. No. Both of you. As she goes on her phone right now. <laughs> yeah, she's going to post something that makes it look like this is all together right now. Um, but, yeah. So, thank you both, Saida and Sandy, for coming on. Of course. I love you. know him. I love you that I actually came on. Yeah. I know. I she is, share. She does not share, but you shared a lot. You shared yeah. a lot. Yeah. Surprised. Yeah, and I'm not editing it out. So <laughs> I really appreciate them. And so everybody, this is my last podcast of 2022. I will be back in 2023 with a refreshed website. So if you go to www.lagayameanshappiness.com, you will see a refreshed website with a shop of merchandise. I have some teas, some mugs, some oh crystals, some oils. I got everything to relax you. Um, crystals. So I, I'm so excited to launch the website and it's coming really soon. I just have to, I just have to fix a few things and make sure it's perfect for you all. So, um, that's coming. So please, if you like this podcast, I always say this, please like it, subscribe to it. Um, write a review if you have time. I love reading the reviews. And if you want to reach me, you can reach me at happiness at gmail.com. You can also, um, reach me on my Facebook page, which is happiness. And the Instagram page, Lagaya Means Happiness. So if I haven't Lagaya Means Happiness you out, like that's how you get to me. So I'm so grateful for everybody and I'm especially grateful to my guests today. And we're so proud of you. Oh, thank oh God, you I just want to say I know this is not easy to share, and the fact that you shared so much of your journey, like I am very proud of you, and I'm pretty you sure. Too. A lot of people are as well. Like, I don't know if I would have the strength to do all of that, but 
that means a lot to a lot of people that you share. It does. It, it does. does. I know. And every time I get a little message from somebody, and that's why I always say, like, please reach out to me if you want. You know, people ask me all kinds of things. They ask me about medication. They ask me about therapists. They ask me about if, should I be feeling this way? Should I be feeling that way? Sometimes they just want a little support and I'm totally here. I'm, I'm totally down for it. So, um, I love every single person that is listening right now. And thank you so much for joining me on my journey. One last time. Thank you to Sandy and Saida for being here today. And I will see all of you in 2023. Happy new year. Be safe, be smart and just be real. Okay. And give yourselves a lot of grace. And give yourself grace. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Saida. That's so true. Okay, guys. I will talk to you next year. Bye.